Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 99 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or any suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, Now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim and want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Uh, Now, um, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic comes to us from one of our listeners, uh, Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much for sending in uh, your question and for listening to the podcast. Uh, Jessica is from Australia. And basically, uh, in a nutshell, what, 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 what she's telling me is that you know, she met someone who was a Muslim and basically he made her curious about the religion of Islam. And then she started, you know, researching and listening to the podcast and all these things. And she became way, way more interested in Islam than she thought she would be. And, and, and again, it just, it clicked with her. Right. And that's what we all have been saying that Islam clicks with you because it's just a logical and the truthful religion. And she's saying that she never, even before meeting uh, that person, uh, she never felt like, you know, she was born and, and raised as a Catholic, but she never felt like practicing, you know, uh, being part of, you know, uh, uh, that sect. And, and, and she she always prayed to God. She never thought about praying to Jesus or Mary. So like, you know, and, and the Holy, the, like the Holy Spirit, whatever you, you want to call it, like the, the Trinity, basically. So she felt like she was detached from that and she was more attached to just worshiping and, and, and praying to one God, which is what Islam preaches and, you know, what Islam is all about and the main difference between Islam and any other religion. Um, so uh, now this is the, the you know the background of, of the, the situation with Jessica. Now her question is very simple. She's saying that can I uh, talking about herself? Can I uh, you know believe in Islam without actually converting? Can I just pray to God in my head and, and without becoming an actual Muslim? And the reason why she's saying that is is because she has a couple of concerns. Uh, valid concerns actually number one she's saying that she knows that if she does this she's going to lose her friends and families because apparently you know there are catholics or or they're christians and they wouldn't accept her or they it will be difficult for them to accept her if she announces that she's a muslim also she's afraid that she's doing it for that person that you know she she uh, you know has feelings for and she's with uh, and she doesn't want to do this because of him Right, she wants to be sincere uh, uh, in, in terms of like when she wants to become a Muslim, she wants to do it for the sake of God, for the sake of Allah, and not because of someone else. Um, so that's basically in a nutshell, uh, uh, Jessica's email. And again, thank you so much for reaching out. May Allah subhanahu wa taala keep guiding you to the right path and keep you steadfast, uh, you know, on the on the truth. So uh, to, this is this is really interesting because uh, actually we we kind of touched upon 
stuff that Jessica said uh, in many episodes throughout you know the podcast, certain points here and there, but we never actually had a conversation about this. We never had a full topic about this, which is what if I what if someone believes in Islam? believes Islam is the truth and wallahi I, I, I like I swear that a lot of people not just Jessica say that thing like oh I believe there is only one God but I don't know I shouldn't commit to a religion or like I just don't want to convert because of you know a couple of reasons this is this is a thing that a lot of people who are not Muslims feel that and again, like like I said, this is actually a very, very, very interesting and a very important topic to address. Um, so let's let's take it little by little, right? Um, uh, this is not going to be. I don't think this is going to be a long episode. I mean, I say that a lot about a lot of episodes, and they end up being uh, you know longer than I thought. But again, we'll talk about it from every aspect. Uh, now, let's uh, talk about. Uh, becoming a muslim being a muslim it requires two things it requires the belief you have to believe in your heart that islam is the true religion you have to believe that allah if you have a doubt that allah is not the only god then you does it even if you're a muslim by the way if you were born as muslim and you grew up as muslim but then in your heart you have a doubt there might be another god or there might be no God, or there might be associates to God, then it defeats the purpose, then it doesn't count. You're not a Muslim. If you have a shred of doubt about Allah, that he's the ultimate and the only God, then it doesn't work. Even if you were born as a Muslim uh, and, and you grew up as a Muslim in a Muslim family. So number one is the belief. You have to believe that. And again, you don't have to believe in every aspect in Islam yet. We're talking about here the first step. Allah is the only God. Prophet Muhammad is his final messenger. That's it. Right? That, that's the shahada right there. That's the testimony of faith. Ashhadu anna la ilaha illallah. There is no deity worthy of worship but Allah. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa And Prophet Muhammad is his messenger. And in that case, his final messenger. That's it. But now it's not complete. Your Islam, because you have to be a Muslim now, we know that. If you die upon, if you are exposed to Islam in any way, shape, or form, and Allah, like I said before, He exposes Islam to certain people in different ways. We don't know about it. But at the, like at a certain point in every single person's life, they will be exposed to Islam in a very clear way. And it's up to them, and that goes back to the whole freedom of choice, Right? Allah gave them and gave all of us the freedom of to choose who we are. By the way, you can be born as a Muslim. You can grow up as a Muslim. Some people leave Islam. Very minority, alhamdulillah. But it's like, you know, and we talked about those who think, oh, there's a lot of things that are too much with Islam or certain things that don't make sense. People with weak faith, they leave Islam. But guess what? My point is, they have the freedom of choice. So don't think that being born as a Muslim and being born in a Muslim community, in a Muslim family, gives you a privilege over someone who is not. The truth will reach every single one, and Allah gave us the freedom of choice. Whether you are a Muslim, born as a Muslim, raised as a Muslim, or not. A lot of non-Muslims become Muslims, subhanAllah. Amazing. A lot of people, like, wallahi, you have no idea how many listeners, they started this podcast with me as non-Muslims, 
just interested about Islam and I receive emails and text messages from them telling me, Alhamdulillah, we are now Muslims. The most incredible feeling. And it's a lot of them. Wallahi, a lot of them. And, you know, few non few Muslims, they be like, we don't want any religion. We don't believe there's a God. We don't believe anything exists. And that's it. And that's, again, part of the freedom of choice. So don't think that being born as a Muslim gives that person the privilege or they're more lucky or they're more blessed than a non-Muslim or someone who was born. Allah will show the truth to everyone and will let you decide. Like I said, like there's a lot of Muslims who, you know, uh, there's a lot of non-Muslims who, you know, leave, uh, leave their religion and become Muslims. There are few Muslims who want to leave Islam and, and, you know, not have any religion at all. So, again, Allah is fair. It's up to your heart. Some people don't want to abide by, you know, the Islamic rules and the rules that Allah gave us and the commands that he, you know, told us to follow. Some people don't. Some people don't want to, you know, pray five times a day. Some people don't. Some people have, you know, issues with that. And that's why they leave the, they leave the religion. And some people want that commitment between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people are not Muslims. And Jessica is the biggest example and proof. She was born in a non-Muslim environment. She was, and she said she never thought that praying to Jesus or Mary made sense. It just doesn't make sense, right? So that's 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 the whole thing. It's incomplete. And now let's go back to the part of uh, you know how how to become a Muslim. So you have to believe in that in your heart. Now, believing in that is not enough. You have to actually become a Muslim. Meaning what? Number one, you have to say the testimony of faith, and I'm gonna say exactly like you know what you can and kind of what what you don't what you have to do and what you don't have to do. You you have to say you have to say it with your tongue with your mouth. You have to speak it, the testimony of faith, whatever you believe in. You just have to say it out loud. Now, you don't have to say it to a group of people. You literally can just sit down. Go do tahara, wash yourself, take a shower, and sit down, say the testimony of faith. Now, it's preferable if you do it in public. But let's say that in, in Jessica's situation, she's afraid to lose her family. She's afraid to, you know, lose her friends and, and whatever the community that will, you know, maybe persecute her or something, you know. So she could do this, but just alone. Just say it when you're in your room alone. But here's the thing. To be a full Muslim, there are certain things that you have to do and certain things that you cannot do. Again, there are certain things that you have to do as a Muslim to complete your Islam. We're not talking even about being a believer, which is a higher level of being a Muslim. We're talking about the basics here. To become a Muslim, there are certain things that you have to do and uh, uh, certain things that you are not allowed to do. And that's what separates us from people who have no religion or people from other religions, right? So th- these are mandatory things. But th- the most important part, and, and this is what I want to clarify, is you have to believe that Allah is the ultimate God, right? The only God. And Prophet Muhammad is his messenger. And then you say it. Again, like I said, you can just sit down in a room and say, Ashhadu anna la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Oh, I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship, but Allah, Allah is the only God. And Prophet Muhammad is his prophet and messenger. Simple. That is, now if you say that, believing in it, you become a Muslim. 
you know, take a shower, you know, because, and, and the reason why we take a shower, and I think I mentioned this in the cleanliness uh, episode, the reason why you take a shower before you say the testimony of faith is because before Islam, you are impure in terms of like, you know, a lot of things like, uh, you know, um, everything, right? Like you don't wash yourself in, in, in a proper Muslim way. So you just to cleanse your heart, you have to also cleanse your body. It's just a simple shower with the intention of you doing this to become a Muslim. Now, when you say this, you say it alone. You don't have to say it in public. Now, it's preferred to say, to, you know, to, to announce it to people. But in certain situations, people are worried and they're afraid to announce that. And it's understandable. However, there are challenges. You are allowed to do that. This is There's no problem of you doing this between you and Allah. This is at the end of the day between you and Allah, but you have to, like I said, speak it. Now, the challenges come when you have to stop certain non-Muslim behavior. Like, for example, drinking. You cannot drink. It's haram. Now, let me, let me, let me make this clear. That first step, saying the testimony of it, is, it, it's essential to become a Muslim. Because we know that any person who dies upon anything but Islam, while they were exposed to Islam, won't enter paradise. It's a known thing. If you're exposed to Islam, if you understood Islam, and you chose to ignore it, or you did not become a Muslim, you didn't do this testimony of faith part, you will not enter paradise. Hence, you go to hellfire, God forbid. So the first part is critical. You have to get it over with if you believe in it. Now, nobody's forcing you. Allah is giving you the freedom of choice. But if you truly believe that Allah is the only God, Prophet Muhammad is his messenger. He delivered to us the Quran from Allah. Then you have to say it, right? Because that prevents you from having eternity in hellfire. That prevents you from eventually, and I'll tell you why I said eventually, going to paradise. The reason why I said eventually is because not every single Muslim will go to paradise right away, but they will all eventually go to paradise. What do I mean by that? Muslims, you have bad Muslims and you have good Muslims. You have Muslims who are horrible people who are evil, straight up evil. You have Muslim leaders who, you know, persecute their people, uh, kill innocent people. You have Muslim extremists who kill innocent people in the name of Islam. You have Muslims who, you know, uh, rob people from their rights. You have, there are bad Muslims and good Muslims. At the end of the day, Muslims are human beings, right? Uh, not every single Muslim represent, like I said that before many times, bad apples do not represent the tree. Right? There are a few tree, you know, a few bad apples in a tree. That doesn't mean that the tree is bad. Islam is the perfect religion. Again, Islam is the perfect religion. It's the religion of Allah. We received Islam as it was revealed to Prophet Muhammad. And then the Sunnah came from the Prophet also revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that clarified a lot of things that we couldn't understand in the Quran and you wouldn't understand in the Quran if you didn't have the context of the Sunnah which is the interpretation of Prophet Muhammad And who is better than Prophet Muhammad to interpret the Qur'an? He was the one that the Qur'an was intended for so he can give it to everybody else on you know, the face of this earth. So again, at the end of the day, Islam is the perfect religion. So there will be some bad Muslims, absolutely. But a true Muslim, a true believer wouldn't be bad. We are trying to get to that level of you know the standard of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended for us, but we are allowed to make mistakes. So at the end of the day, uh, not every single Muslim will go straight to paradise. 
Some people will do time in hellfire because they were evil. And even uh, and we'll talk about that when we come to the day of judgment inshallah pretty soon. But like wh- when people commit evil, Allah could still forgive parts of their evil depending on Allah's will. Allah has the right to forgive to whoever he wants, right? Except for if you die upon shirk. If you die upon not like if you die upon anything but Islam, if you're not a Muslim, Allah would never forgive you. He told us this multiple times in the Quran. But if you're a Muslim and you made mistakes, even if they were horrible, Allah that now depending on again how evil you were, Allah will make you do some time in hellfire. But eventually, because you were a Muslim, because you said La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you will eventually go to paradise. So that's my point. Again, back to the point. When you say that first part, when you take that first step, you guarantee that eventually you're going to go to paradise. Without this first step, you will never go to paradise. This is what Allah said explicitly in the Quran. This is not my words. This is what Allah said. Now let's go to the second step, which is now we're getting into uh, the territory of, okay, now let's say Jessica took uh, took the shahada among her friends or just by herself it, again like i said it doesn't matter as long as she believes in it and now she has to move to step number two second stage if you want to call it which is acting like a muslim doing certain things that a muslim have to do doing certain things that a muslim has to do and you know uh, uh, not doing certain things that a muslim is not allowed to do so, for example, praying five times a day. As a Muslim, you have to pray five times a day. That This is from the pillars of Islam, by the way. In Islam, we have five pillars. I'm going to say it really quick, and I'm pretty sure, alhamdulillah, the overwhelming majority of you guys know it by now, but I'm just going to say it really quick. Saying the shihad, like I said, the testimony of faith. Right? Praying. See? Number two, right away, five daily prayers. Paying the zakat, the mandatory charity, 2.5% of your saving for an entire year. Like I said, if you stayed a whole year uh, and you had $1,000, for example, for a whole year, you take 2.5% of that $1,000 that you didn't touch for a year, it's your savings, and then give it to the poor of the Muslims, right? Uh, uh, um, Then uh, 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 fasting uh, the month of Ramadan, you have to fast the month of Ramadan, uh, and then uh, uh, finally and lastly, uh, doing Hajj if you're capable financially, physically, you know, health-wise, and mentally, of course. So again, Shahada, testimony of faith, praying five times a day, paying zakah, fasting Ramadan, and doing Hajj. As a Muslim, this is the bare minimum, by the way. These things, if you do not do, you're not a Muslim. Like this is. Again, and there are. We'll talk about that. It's not that you're not a Muslim, but you're committing major, major sins. Number one, if you don't do, you're not a Muslim, right? If you don't take the shahada, if you don't believe in the shahada of the testimony of faith, you're not a Muslim. Now, a lot of people, a lot of scholars say, if you don't pray five times a day, you actually are not a Muslim. Some scholars say it's a major sin. Now, here's the difference, and I want to ex- explain this. And now we're, again, I don't want to stay steer away from the, the, the topic that Jessica, you know, the, the, the thing that Jessica was asking about, but we're still, so I don't want to lose you guys. We're still in the second stage here. I'm trying to explain to you how to act like a Muslim, right? The second stage is uh, 
to do the things that you have to do as a Muslim, right? And it's not just the five daily uh, prayers. It's not just the fast. It's not the, 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 the five pillars of Islam. There are certain things that you have to do as well that are added. But these are the pillars of Islam. The, many scholars say if you don't do these things on purpose, here's the big key point. Let's say you just sit down and be like, I'm not going to pray. I just don't want to do it. There's a difference between not wanting to do this on purpose and lacking uh, uh, faith. Uh, you're not motivated enough or you're lazy or you're just lost in, in, in our world. Like basically shortcomings. There's a difference between on intentionally not wanting to pray and having shortcomings. Do you understand? So my point is, and this is an action that's not my, my 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 opinion it's my point but my the opinion of the majority of the scholars if you refuse to do any of the five pillars fasting refuse to fast if you refuse to pray if you refuse to pay the zakat if you refuse to do hajj when you're capable then you're not a muslim anymore refusing to do an act of worship on purpose you're saying i'm not going to do this you're not a muslim you get out of the foil of Islam. And of course, the first one, if you don't say the testimony of faith, like I said, this is step one. The testimony of faith is step one. Uh, um, then you're not a Muslim if you don't want to do this. But we could lack doing this. We could be like, oh, I want to do it, but I can't fully do it because I'm too tired. I'm too busy with work. It's not an excuse, but you get major sins. If you try and you fail, you get major sins. You are sinning when you're not doing them because you're trying but you're failing because you have a weak faith and you're not that you know you know empowered yet to do this again you're committing major sins so here's the tricky part uh jessica if you let's say you're not going to announce it to your friends and family which is understandable in certain in many situations but then you're going to have to struggle with the fact of you have to pray five times a day you have to make time and you have to do it without you know certain people knowing. And also, you're going to have to struggle when Ramadan comes. The month of Ramadan comes and you have to fast for 30 days. How are you going to explain that? So, you see, that's why it's you're, you're supposed to tell people that you're a Muslim. You're supposed to announce your Islam in the best way possible. In, 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 and, and again, you're not, you don't have to. Do not misquote what i'm saying i'm not telling you that you have to i said it's better you're supposed to right because you will struggle and the fear is when you're not telling those people that will make you unable to perform your duties or the things that you're supposed to do as a muslim hence you will be a major sinner you will gain sins now here's the interesting part gaining sins is far better than not becoming a Muslim in the first place. Why? Because of what I said earlier. You can sin and you can ask Allah for forgiveness and Allah might forgive you and you will eventually go to paradise. Or if Allah forgives you, then you won't even you know, get to hellfire. You're going to go straight to paradise. Or if you did a, a lot of things that are really bad and horrible and terrible, then you will have to spend time in hellfire. But eventually, you'll go to, you'll go to paradise. So, don't tell yourself, well, I don't want to become a sinner. I'll just won't become a Muslim in the first place. No, 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 no. Becoming a Muslim is essential. It's the only reason for you to go to paradise. Without being a Muslim, you won't see paradise. 
That's it's as clear as that. So don't think, oh, I'm gonna struggle with step number two, which is showing or you know acting like a Muslim, and I'm gonna be a sinner. Uh, let me just stay where I am right now. I don't want to become a Muslim even. Like, but you, guess what? Now, like once the fact that you know about Islam, you're exposed even a little bit to Islam, and you choose not to become a Muslim. It's worse than committing a major sin. It's way worse than committing a major sin because you're technically rejecting the religion of Allah and you're rejecting to uh, confirm or to affirm that Allah is the only God and Prophet Muhammad is his messenger or final messenger. And that will make Allah not forgive you on the day of judgment. Allah said, anything I can forgive except for this. Very simple. You know, Allah saying you could do anything. Now, don't count on Allah's forgiveness. Allah said, could if I want to. Meaning, you have to ask for repentance. You have to stop doing these things to earn you know, Allah's forgiveness. And Allah could forgive you even if you don't repent. But we don't want to be in that category. And I'll get to that later. You don't want to be in the category like sinning, 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 and be like, Allah is all merciful. Because Allah didn't guarantee that. Allah did not guarantee that He's going to forgive every single sin. But Allah guarantees that He will never Never forgive the sin of not being a Muslim, choosing not being a Muslim, or leaving Islam, whatever you want to call it. So you have to understand that very well. So becoming a Muslim is essential. Step one, the first stage is essential. You have to do it, whether in front of people or not. But what my my fear is when once you because if you don't want to announce it, and I understand the situation again, but if you don't want to announce it, if you can't announce it, I don't want to say you don't it, it want to. I, I, I mean, you, if you can't announce it, that will lead you to a lot of shortcomings in stage number two or the second step, which is being a Muslim, acting like a Muslim. Because you're going to have to hide that you pray five times a day. You're going to have to hide that you're fasting Ramadan. Paying zakat, paying mandatory charity to the Muslims, actually, you can hide that. No one will. will and, and again, this is if you have money. If you don't have money, you're not required to pay zakat, just to let you know. Like I said, zakat is 2.5% of whatever the money you saved for an entire year. So at the end of the year, you count how much you saved that you didn't touch. Like it, you know, think about it, it's like the, the stuff that you put in, 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 in a closet or whatever, you know, uh, and you don't touch for an entire year, take 2.5% and give it to the, to the poor of the Muslims, the needy. So my point is, no one will notice this. Okay, you can get away with that. Performing Hajj, if you have the money, if you're physically capable, mentally, like if you're sane to do Hajj, yeah, people will definitely notice that as well. So, and 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 saying the Shahada, people won't notice because, like I said, you can say just you know while sitting in your room, nobody can hear you. So you have, let's say, two major. Forget about Hajj now because Hajj is again, like I said, you can do it in a specific time but like and had you you're required to do it only once in your lifetime so one time but fasting ramadan will be very noticeable for a lot of your friends and family and praying five times a day will be noticeable now if you don't want to tell them again if you cannot tell them how are you going to cover that up and now are you does that mean you will have to eat in front of people on ramadan just so they wouldn't have question marks you know, so they wouldn't question why you were not eating. Or you're going to have to hide and, and not pray a couple of prayers. Like you're going to skip a couple of the prayers during the day because people will be around you and they will notice that you disappear to go pray. So now my fear is because you are worried about the people around you, 
you will have so many shortcomings when you're performing the acts of worship towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The stuff that Allah asked us to do, you won't be, and nobody's perfect. You still can do that. You still can do that. And even if you're not, again, shortcomings is far better than not being a Muslim in the first place. You can't even compare. You're talking about like spending eternity in hellfire versus spending eternity in paradise. Even if you have shortcomings. Allah could forgive you or even worst case scenario can go to hellfire for a little bit, which something none of us want to do. But at the end of the day, you will spend eternity in paradise as a Muslim versus not being a Muslim, eternity in hellfire. We know that. Now, we know that Allah is fair too. I just want to also clarify this. Allah will only uh, 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 not forgive those who were exposed to Islam. Let's say people never heard of Islam in their lives. Allah Allah is fair. Just rest assured, Allah is the ultimate fair. Like we don't have to worry about Allah's judgment on a day of judgment. None of us have to worry about that. Allah is the just. It's in his hands whether we go to hellfire or paradise. So he is the ultimate just, right? Now, I want to clarify something else. You can start, and here's my advice. You can start as uh, hiding it. Or, or you know, discreetly being a Muslim, discreetly. I don't want to. I don't want to say secretly or hiding because Islam is the best thing that ever could happen to any human being. Wallahi, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Muslim. It's literally, if you think about it, it's the best thing. It's it guarantees our hereafter. Nothing in this life guarantees our hereafter except for being a Muslim and acting like a Muslim. So Islam is the best thing that could have happened to any human being. Any human being, Wallahi, is blessed to be a Muslim. So. You, but you still can start discreetly. The companions started to give. They were persecuted. Remember the last season we talked about the history of the companions? They were persecuted. And they couldn't. They were fearing for their lives, their families' lives. And so they had to hide. Now, I'm not saying this is the case here. But again, there were reasons for you to practice Islam discreetly. No problem. So you can start like that. And then show them how you changed as a person. Because Islam, wallahi, changes you for the better. Like Islam tells you. Don't curse. Don't be vulgar. Don't hang out with guys if you're a girl. Don't hang out with girls if you're a guy. Just be respectful. Boundaries. Be nice to your parents, whether they're Muslims or not. By the way, Islam tells you that. Whether they are Muslims or not, be good to them. Be the good child. Treat them with respect and love. So once they see that change, you can little by little introduce the idea to them. And by the way, I have so many listeners, they're probably listening right now, who you know reached out to me and they told me. They little by little are introducing the ideas. Some of them were, mashallah, very, very, very successful. And eventually their parents accepted. Some of them I didn't like get the latest updates. But I, I don't think anyone came to me and told me, yeah, it's final. My parents hate, hate the idea. Yes, some people have their parents struggle with them and it's awkward and it's weird but it's like i always heard that it's things are getting better and at the end of the day you're doing it for who and we're gonna get to that part in a second but mainly for allah right you're convinced from day one that you that that, that, that being a catholic doesn't make sense to worship jesus and mary you were convinced on your own before meeting anyone, right? So eventually you're doing it because it makes sense. You're doing it for the sake of Allah. And wallahi, I promise you this. When you do something for the sake of Allah, Allah will reward you. Just be patient with your family. Be a Muslim. Act like a Muslim. You don't have to wear the hijab day one. Nobody said that. Again, at the end of the day, yes, it will be one of the shortcomings. 
But guess what? It's way better than not being a Muslim. I'm going to keep stress. Like, I can never stress this enough. Being a Muslim is the most important thing that you could ever do. Then, whatever comes after, yeah, we could work on this. We could enhance this. Islam doesn't tell you on day one. And I mentioned this in, in many, many things, in many episodes, like, you know, the struggles of no converts and all these things. I had episodes like that. But my point is, do not feel the pressure to do everything as a Muslim. Being a Muslim is in itself an incredible accomplishment. Incredible accomplishment. So once you get that accomplishment done, let's little by little build, let's be smart. And Islam requires you to be smart and logical, right? Let's let's read the room. See what the people feel around you, your friends and family. You can trust one friend and tell them. One single friend. It starts with one friend. Prophet Muhammad who was his ultimate number one friend he told? Abu Bakr Siddiq. He went to Abu Bakr and he told him, Allah made me a messenger. Abu Bakr believed him and they both started struggling together. Pick one friend that you fully trust. Even if you don't have any friends to trust yet, work on your religion. Because here's the thing. You cannot face people, your friends and families, right? You cannot face them and tell them, I'm a Muslim and, and you know, without, with, be, with you being weak in your own religion. When you, when you don't know anything about your religion. You can't not do that. So you have to strengthen your religion first. Then tell people when you're confident and strong enough when it comes to your faith. Because otherwise you'll be weak. And they will answer you. By the way, they will ask you a lot of bad questions. And not bad questions, but my point is they will ask you a lot of embarrassing questions. To trap you in. Uh, controversial questions. Prophet Muhammad had so many wives. How do you explain that? That's like, you know, misogyny, you know, misogyny. Or he was a womanizer. How are you going to answer when you don't know? Now, alhamdulillah, we addressed this in the podcast. But my point is, they will ask you questions that will make you rethink your own faith if you're not knowledgeable. That's why knowledge is key. So don't go and think to, and this is the other extreme. Someone who's convinced with Islam will be like, I'm going to go take on the whole world and tell everyone I'm a Muslim. Good for you. But when somebody stops you and asks you a, a controversial question about Islam, how are you going to respond? Islam treats women badly. Some people might say that. How are you going to respond? Where is your proof? Where's your proof? If you don't know the verses in the Quran, if you don't know the hadith, you won't be able to answer. So my opinion, and this is my pure advice, you have to become a Muslim first. Because again, at the end of the day, and, and the short answer to your question, can you, and I never answered this like in a short way, I, I mean, I explained it, but let me give you the short answer to your question. Can someone believe in Islam, believe in Allah, without converting to Islam? The short answer is no, you cannot. It won't count. You know who believed that Islam is the true religion and never converted? The uncle of the Prophet Abu Talib. And he's in, he won't be forgiven. This is mentioned in the Quran. He was the best, even he was the best ally to the Muslims. He did to the Muslims what some Muslims couldn't do. Because he was a powerful man in Quraysh and all these things. But at the end of the day, he could not convert because of what? Family. Friends. Abu Jahl came to him and was like, are you going to become a Muslim? On his deathbed, by the way. We mentioned the story, but I'm going to mention it briefly. The uncle of the Prophet, the most beloved person to the Prophet, Abu Talib, was dying. He was a, a disbeliever. He did not, you know, he was not a Muslim, but he helped the Muslims a lot. On his deathbed, the Prophet was begging him to take the shahada. 
He said, please say the testimony of faith so I can ask Allah to forgive you. Because without being a Muslim, I I'm not allowed to ask Allah to forgive you. And guess what? He was about to say it. He's about to say it. He was convinced that Islam is the true religion. He was convinced that his nephew was the prophet, the final messenger of Allah. And he, when he was about to say it, the people around him, the community said, are you going to leave the religion of your parents and grandparents? How dare you? And right when he was about to say it, he changed his mind. And he chose to look you know, uh, more dignified in front of his people instead of ble pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet said, you know what? I'm going to make dua for you anyway. I'm going to ask Allah to forgive you anyway. But then Allah revealed in the Quran, do not do that. You, Allah said in the Quran, do not ask for forgiveness because you are not going to guide whomever you want or whomever you love. But I will guide whomever I want based on what's in their hearts. The uncle was so good to the Muslims, but his heart was to please his families and friends. More than pleasing Allah. So, he couldn't be guided. His heart was not into it. His heart wasn't in it. You know? And the same thing, you know? He was so good to the Muslims. He believed that Islam was the true religion. But he wasn't forgiven. And Allah said he wasn't forgiven. The Prophet ﷺ himself said in an authentic hadith that he was he's going to be the least one to be tortured in hellfire, but he's going to spend eternity in hellfire regardless. So you don't want to be that person. You don't want to, you know, be the person who knows the truth about Islam and doesn't convert because of families and friends. So to address again, to, to summarize the first point that you mentioned, which is because of family and friends. Yes, you have to become a Muslim. You have to say even if you, if it's you know between you and yourself, between you and Allah. But at the end of the day, you have to start acting like a Muslim. And to do so, you have to gather more knowledge about Islam. Learn more about Islam and show your, your family and friends how good of a person you are. You became, you've changed. Show them the change. So when you talk to them about Islam, they will understand, oh, yeah, I, I believe she changed. And, and a lot of people, by the way, go through this. And even if they don't see the change, when you tell them, when you have enough knowledge about Islam and you tell them, hey, I'm a Muslim, and they start asking you questions, they might even go Google you know, some controversial questions about Islam, and they come and ask you, you at least have an idea. You can say, I don't know this yet. I'll, I'll ask around and come back. And you can come and ask any, any person knowledgeable. You can come ask me, any, any, any imam, any person you know who knows the answer and go back and tell them the answer. A lot of people had that too, you know, that I talked to personally, alhamdulillah. So my point is become a Muslim and learn more about Islam, even if it's discreetly at first. But then eventually you're going to have to tell people. Why do you have to tell people? Because there will be acts of worship, praying, fasting that you have to practice and you cannot practice these things while people around you you know not noticing they will notice people will notice unless you're gonna skip a few things just to please people and you don't want to please people over pleasing allah at the end of the day allah gets angry at those who try to please people so much because this is your life you have to understand this at the end of the day on the day of judgment when you are resurrected and your family is resurrected no one is going to help you. Do you know that? No one is going to come and be like, yeah, Allah, forgive her because she did this for us. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. 
يوم يفر المرء من أخيه وأمه وأبيه وصاحبته وبني الله said in the Quran that day family members will leave one another oh نفسي نفسي myself myself let me take care of myself Allah resurrected us some people say I didn't know that Allah existed some people say I didn't believe in Islam some people say oh I made so many sins in my life nobody will stand by your side except for your deeds think about yourself when it comes to Allah by the way when it comes to the religion you have to be selfish in, in terms of like do not listen to others who will make you uh, go turn away from the religion because they won't help you those who will make you doubt the religion those who will make you doubt to practice the religion they will never help you on the day of judgment it's between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment no one will come for your aid no one will come to support you no one so you did this for them in this life you had shortcomings you were hiding who you were for them in this life but then on the day of judgment none of them will help you so you did all of this for nothing all of this for nothing imagine and at the end of the day and now this is again this is not me telling you go tell everyone and, and you know rub it in their faces no no be smart about it at the end of the day i don't want you to compromise your religion your beliefs for your family and friends but there's a way to go about it like i said be smart take it little by little tell one person at a time if if, if that's a, if you could do that now you know your family better than i do you know your friends better than i do i don't know any of them never met them so you can analyze the situation way better than i did right now right but at the end of the day be smart learn more about the religion because those people that you will tell they will keep asking questions whether it's out of curiosity or they want to make you change your mind so you need to to gather more and again there's nothing wrong with saying i don't know let me figure this out there's not no pressure here there's no pressure at all islam is meant to make your life better when you are following the religion of the truth wallahi you feel so much better and and you know if life is so difficult now at the end of the day you'll look at it and you will say you know what the hereafter inshallah will be better for me so do not compromise the religion because of your family and friends because at the end of the day none of them even if they all become muslims still none of them will help you on the day of judgment no one can help you every single individual will be for you know themselves you will be standing in front of allah with only your deeds bad and good that's all you have <laughs> that's all you have you can't call your friends hey can you can you ask allah to forgive me because i did this because of you and i was you know i worried that you would treat me none of this will happen think about it logically go about it the smart way the easy way and we're here for you you know ask me any question you want you know we can we can email me as much as you want we can talk about how to progress in this in this situation and how little by little you know you can announce your islam even if you don't want to eventually announce it to everyone as long as you know how to practice your uh religion as you know, to, to pray, to fast, and all these things with no compromising, you're good. You're good. And you never know. You might be the reason other Muslims become Muslims. Some of your friends will be interested in Islam through you. Oh, really? Tell me more about Islam. Oh, really? Islam does this? Oh, Islam tells you this? Oh, what, what is it like on the Day of Judgment? People will ask you these questions. And again, this is not going to happen... Like if you, inshallah, become a Muslim tomorrow, this is not going to happen the day after tomorrow. You won't be able to answer them the day after tomorrow, right? It's going to take time. Learning Islam, it will take time. Just relax. It's a beautiful ride, wallahi. Just enjoy it. Enjoy becoming a Muslim. 
It's a beautiful thing. It's nothing for you to stress about. Like I said in the beginning, you can do it discreetly, but then inshallah, when you're more comfortable, you can start announcing it if you want. As long as you're not compromising the religion for anyone's sake, then you should be inshallah good. Now let me address the second point. The second point is you're worried that you might be doing it for the wrong reasons because you fell for that person, for that Muslim guy, and you're afraid that you're doing it for him. Let me tell you two things. Number one, there's nothing wrong with that. To start, the person who sparked your interest in the religion is a Muslim, and because you fell for him, you started reading and, and, and studying Islam. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. This happened so many times in the times of the Prophet and the companions. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't do anything to compromise how you feel about Islam. Now, you're saying when you, once you started reading upon Islam, it makes sense to you. That's it. Some people actually purely convert because they want to marry other people. Islam does not say, oh, this is not allowed. Absolutely not. Because even, let's say that people convert. Now, if you convert believing that God, Allah is not the only God, that's a problem because that contradicts the testimony of faith. But if you, if once you believe, like I said, step one, that Allah is the only God, it makes sense to you. And believe that Prophet Muhammad is the final prophet. You don't have to be in love with Islam in the beginning. No, nobody said that. You can convert because for the sake of other person or not. It's, it's all up to you. But what I'm telling you is Islam doesn't say that this is not allowed. Absolutely not. It is allowed. Because guess what? Islam is the religion of truth. And once you become a Muslim and you start practicing Islam, you will forget about those initial reasons. Even if you're still married to the person, you will know how much you love Islam and how it makes sense. Without you know, So don't worry about it. The initial reason for you to become a Muslim, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Just the fact that you know Allah is one and Prophet Muhammad is there, that's it. He's the final messenger. That's all. That's all you need. Whatever you you love Islam or not, some people converted to Islam. In, 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 like we talked about this in the last uh, season. Some people converted to Islam just to get the wealth and you know the bo- like the booty of war or whatever. You know, their conversion, their initial conversion was not, even they were not even that sincere. Like, you know, what did we remember? We talked about the episode when Abu Sufyan, the uncle, the, the cousin of the Prophet ﷺ, he was one of the last people to convert. He told him what? He told the Prophet ﷺ when, Prophet, when the Prophet ﷺ told him, uh, you need to convert because this is, this is the, the, the religion of truth. He said, I believe that Allah is the only God. There's no... I believe it now because you guys have been victorious and, and it's been I've been seeing it. But the fact that you are a prophet, you're my cousin, and I don't know if you're the prophet or not. But give me some time. And he converted based on that. He said, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah with not fully, fully. Your heart doesn't have to be fully in it, by the way. Like I said, your heart doesn't have to be fully believing in it. You can convert for other reasons. You can. So don't worry about that part. Focus on step one. This is the most critical step in your entire life. Wallahi, I'm telling you this. This is the most critical step in anyone's life. Becoming a Muslim. Believing and saying the testimony of faith. Now, like I said, you don't have to fully believe in it. But say it. Because once you say it, if you say it to yourself, that means you believe in, in the majority of it. Because you would never say the testimony of faith when you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And He's another God. You wouldn't believe it when you don't believe that. You won't say it when you don't believe that there is a God in the first place. You won't, be, you won't say it when you believe that Prophet Muhammad is not a prophet. You won't, believe, you won't say it. 
So you saying it, you don't have to fully believe in it. Because you don't know the Prophet so much. You don't know about his life. Not yet. So it's fine. As long as you initially believe in it, and you say it, and you're sincere with yourself. You're not saying it in front of anybody to please anybody. Uh, it's actually on the contrary. You don't want to say it in front of everybody, but you believe in it. So don't worry about that part. And inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah said in the Quran, فَمَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَ فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى Just believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe that this is the religion of truth. And learn more. And Allah will facilitate your path to paradise. Meaning, He will make you become a Muslim and He will make you practice Islam the right way. And you might be shocked. You Listen, this could go both ways. When you become a Muslim, you might struggle with your family more. Or you might be shocked that they are accepting this. In both ways, don't let that shake your faith. If if Allah like if, if people accept it very well, alhamdulillah, amazing. But if they give you a hard time, that means it's a test from Allah, an initial test. Because we know as Muslims, we are always being tested. And you have to be patient with your family. Because what are you going to choose? Like I said, Allah and His Messenger, His, his message, uh, the, the, the religion of Islam, paradise or your family and friends. And I'm not taking away from you. Family and friends are very important. But when it comes to comparing them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can't, you can't do that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important than anybody in our lives. Anybody. So I hope that answered your question. Thank you so much, Jessica, for sending in uh, that question. And again, please, if you have any more questions, just let me know. Uh, and inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easier for you. And we're with you. You're not alone, inshallah. And I hope that, you know, to hear from you uh, soon, inshallah. Uh, that will be it. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.